If you think reading is for nerds, then you are right. But you want to know what is not for nerds? Having someone read to you. That's when Audible comes in. Audible is full of audiobooks for you, and our listeners can step up and get a 30-day free trial. That's right, 30 days. Some even call that one month. Just go to audibletrial.com slash live from the 815 and receive your free 30-day trial today. Again, that is audibletrial.com. A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash live from the 815 and get your free 30-day trial today. Oh, hey guys. Thank you for joining in. It is time for the officially unofficial podcast of Rockford, Illinois. That's right. It's time for Live from the 815. Welcome to episode 32 of Live from the 815. If you've been following us from the beginning, you know who we are, but if you're listening to us on 12-Ounce Sports Radio, we welcome you. Uh, my name is Colton St. Vincent. This is my co-host, Jake LaRue. Jake, uh, how's it feel to be on internet sports radio now? I mean, we've made it. This is our goal. You know, I'm surprised we didn't just retire as soon as we got the email, but no, it, I feel totally different. Everything's going to change. Yeah, so. we are now on 12-ounce sports radio, and it is uh, it is a pleasure to do, uh, join the team. So I guess we can just do our best, forget the rest, have a chest, and wear our crest. That's Bars. a lot of rhyming. Not many of those things made sense, but I'm Bars. in. Let's do it. All right. Well, for those of you who are uh, listening for the first time, we just we're just two dudes, two cute boys who like to chat about sports. Yeah, two sporty boys. Just sporty boys being dudes. <laughs> Real manly stuff always on this show, and we rarely talk about uh, you know Katy Perry and Taylor Swift. Only like once every two episodes. Correct. Correct. At most. And I have unfortunately not seen Captain Underpants yet so i can't talk about that not a good way to start off on 12 ounce sports radio but if you want to get in if you want to grab uh some sports we can talk about sports and be sporty yeah let's dive into the nba first there was a blockbuster trade and uh blake griffin has officially been sent to the detroit pistons which is from uh he's was formerly of the clippers the Los Angeles Clippers, and this is shocking because he was half a year into his five-year max deal, and Correct. they just immediately just ship him off. And this is just after uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul a couple years ago flew down to Dallas to convince DeAndre Jordan not to sign with the Mavericks. Not only convince, they held him hostage. It was hostage gate. I mean, it's not like the Mavericks are, are doing well and they, they held him back from, a you know, great stuff. But uh, it's funny that they begged DeAndre Jordan to stay and now Chris Paul leaves and then Blake Griffin gets traded. So Yeah, so uh, two things here. One, if you sign that huge deal that he signed, how do you not have a no-trade clause? I don't get that at all. I don't get that one bit. Especially because, I mean... If you know anything about Blake Griffin, he loves L.A. Yeah. He dating, I think he's dating a Jenner, right? No way. What Jenner? Uh, I don't know. Kendall? <laughs> I don't know much about the If Jenners. it is Kendall, good for him. Kendall's a super hottie, Lamati, with a naughty body. I mean, Kendall Jenner's boo, Blake Griffin, is a terrible kisser is the first thing that came up when I searched. Wow. Blake Talking Finn about Jenner. drama. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think he's dating Kendall. Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, and he was also wanting to be in comedy, so this is just not good. Yeah, yeah, he does stand up comedy. He's actually not bad either. That's the thing. No, he's funny. I remember seeing him in Vines back in the day, and he was actually uh, he was pretty funny. But now he's in Detroit, so that's not exactly the media capital of the world anymore. Exactly. My second thing that I had was going from L.A. to Detroit. It, that sounds like a setup for a stand-up punchline. That sounds like the worst thing that's ever happened, ever. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's really like nothing that even compares from that move for like major yeah, sports cities. Two cities couldn't be much more opposite, you know? <laughs> that sucks for Blake. Um, and he's going to a team that's not really doing anything. They're going nowhere. Uh, no, well, they're uh, basically a worse version of the Clippers because they have Andre Drummond, who's just DeAndre Jordan. Probably a little better than DeAndre Jordan, but uh, yeah, they but they are in the East now, so he might actually sneak into the playoffs. So, but he's been in plenty of playoffs. They went to, they went to like six straight playoffs. Six straight, yeah, true. So now he's just going to be in no man's land in the NBA, which is like the six, seven, eight seed of the playoffs, where you don't get a lottery. And you and you don't win any championships, so that's what I'm guessing Detroit is headed to be. But uh, I think the Clippers are actually making a pretty good move here because they they finally are giving up. But unlike the Bulls and the Lakers, who have set examples of letting their players ride out their entire contracts and never deciding to rebuild, so they got no value. When you look at the Lakers, they had a four starters of Steve Nash. Kobe Bryant, Dwight Howard, and Pau Gasol. Uh, Kobe and Nash uh, retired as Lakers. I think Pau uh, just Powell's left. still playing. Powell's yeah, still in San Antonio. They got, no, they got nothing for any of these guys. Pau left after his contract. So, you know, at least the Clippers, they brought in Tobias Harris with the, this deal. They got a first-round pick. Um, and Avery Bradley. So the Clippers I'm a are big actually, Avery Bradley fan. They also, me too. But they also got stuff for Chris Paul. So the Clippers are actually doing a pretty good job at this rebuild thing. And a lot of people think they're just trying to set themselves up to sign LeBron at the end of the in the offseason. James, by the way, LeBron James. Oh yeah, not not LeBron other. Anderson, the free agent. <laughs> yeah, he's he's still unsigned, which is shocking. Which is crazy. You also forgot the future superstar Boban Marinovich. Oh yeah, Boban Marjanovic, I sure. believe it's. I think he's like seven five. <laughs> Boban, Clat, Bobin, Boban. Yeah, I'm a fan of the Bobins, but um, he's yeah no the the Clippers seem to be setting up so they can make some big free agent moves. Uh, so they'll probably end up shipping DeAndre Jordan out too. So look out for that. That's my advice. Um, so another trade almost happened. I guess today, uh, you might be listening to it and you might be thinking, didn't this happen yesterday? Well, we don't record when you're listening to it. We record it's not actually live from the 815. That's what we in the show business call a metaphor. Ooh, is it? Yeah, we always call it a metaphor. I've never called it a metaphor, actually. I haven't either, but we'll, all right, we'll, we'll move on for that. Uh, Nikola Miritich was almost a New Orleans Pelican. Um, he was almost, almost traded. For Omir Asik or Ashik, I still don't know. Ashik, it's Ashik, man. He, he was going to come back to the Bulls. It's a, it was the the return of the king, Omir Ashik. Um, but yeah, that that trade fell apart. There was a first round pick in there too for the uh, Bulls. But I think both sides are disappointed the trade didn't go through. From what I've read from fans, Bulls fans just want you know a draft pick basically. And the Pelicans will take anything after their latest news that Boogie Cousins uh, ruptured his AC or his not his ACL but his Achilles. Achilles, that's it. So, yeah, the Pelicans just seem desperate for any sort of move, and the Bulls. Well, the, well, the move was to get um, a Sheik's uh, contract off the books. Yes, and they were saving money uh, to sign free agents in the future or negotiate contracts with. They're two big men, and the Bulls are just getting more first-round picks because eventually if you get 10, 15 first-round picks in like four or five years, you're going to hit on a good amount of them. Yeah, no, and the Bulls are another example of a team just letting all their talent walk. So they need a lot of uh, uh, help. And the main thing for the Bulls is they've got to stop winning basketball games. You know, they, they need to be in the bottom five teams in the NBA. So uh, they, that's why they want Miritich off their roster, because he helps them win games. So um, that, And that's not their goal. And not, they need to move him. They need to move Robin Lopez. It's going uh, to be exciting for uh, the Bulls. Not so much exciting as interesting, I would say. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny when they play teams like the Warriors and, they, and they're winning the whole game. 
and then they like somehow fumble at the end and end up losing. Bulls Twitter loves it. They go nuts. They're like, that is exactly what we need. I want to look decent, but not win ever. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, if I'm a Bulls fan, uh, I'm I'm hoping Zach Levine, uh, Chris Dunn, and Marketing all drop 25 points, and we lose 75 to you know 150. So that that's that's the goal for the Bulls. It should be the goal. So they're they're doing a decent job. They're now 18 and 32. So uh, they still not. Not going to catch Orlando, Atlanta, right now. Well, who knows? They could like. There's there's always teams that say if we get one hot month, we're back in the playoff picture. If the Bulls just get one ice cold month, they are right back in the uh, top five picture. True, but they got to hope for you know some teams, some of those really really bad teams to win games. You know, it's easier to win your way than to lose because other teams are tanking too. So we'll see, we'll see. I mean, Detroit just got a little bit better. And Chicago's got to play them a few times up a lot of you know interdivisional. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, I think the Bulls. I think the Bulls will end up with like the eighth pick in the draft, and it'll be really disappointing. The eight, yeah, that is not what they need at all. But they did get marketing with the what seventh pick. So seventh pick, yeah. So you know you can find value there. And Giannis was what like the thirteenth pick. Yeah, that was that was a huge uh, um, risk, but. Obviously, it's paying off because the Bucks are one of the hotter teams in the NBA right now. Yeah, our Bucks. I, I mean, I was calling for Kid to be fired for so long, and now finally they fired him, and there have been four and zero since he's been fired. With the news that Jabari Parker is returning on Friday, I believe big. they play the Brooklyn Nets. Big, 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 big. This is exciting. You give you give Jabari a month or two, and well. He is, uh, he's already like a few weeks ahead of schedule. He was supposed to come back after the All-Star break. Yes. But you give Jabari mid-March, and if he is cooking at all, the Bucks are going to be a scary team in the East. Absolutely. I mean, Chris Middleton just won Player of the Week in the East. He, was, he averaged uh, over 24-4 and four with like a 70% shooting percentage. Absolutely unbelievable. With Chris Middleton, Giannis, Jabari, a.k.a. Air Mormon, and, you know, with Bledsoe still producing really well, the Bucks are going to be a scary team. With head coach Joe Prutney, Prunty, I don't know how to pronounce it, actually. Sure. But uh, he's you a wizard. And <laughs> sorry, uh, he's probably listening, so we just want to apologize. Yeah, sorry, Mr. Prunty. But uh, he's actually, done a great job. The Bucks are doing everything that I complained about. They're now doing. Like, Giannis is getting used. He's getting all the screens. He's dropping points. He, uh, him and Middleton... Neither of them have played 40 minutes in any of the games that Prunty's been the coach, which is huge because we got to save these guys. We can't just run them into the ground until they're injured. And Jason Kidd was playing them 40 minutes a night. Like, they were 1-2 and two in the league. So I'm happy with what Prunty's doing. We have had a stretch of easy games, but uh, we still look good in uh, how we beat these bad teams. Pretty cool story about, uh, is, it, is it, so it's Prunty? We're going with Prunty? That's what we're going with. All right. So when I interned for the Bucks last year, um, there was a coaches clinic. So like local coaches of like local teams came in, and some of the Bucks assistant coaches would come in, run some drills, and teach them some uh, strategies and plays. And um, I was used as the demonstrator for some of the plays that Prunty went through, and yeah. I got lucky every single time. So he would like run the play, ball would come to me, he would tell me to shoot. And I just shot out of total luck. I made. I went like seven for seven. And oh, I looked at him. I said, sign me up. He said, next time we have a roster spot open, I'll sign you up. And then for the rest of the season, he, he would every time he saw me, he would say, hey, man, sorry, roster's still full. Keep, uh, what do you say, like keep in shape. I'm like, hey, That's funny. thanks, man. And now, and now he's in charge of the hottest team in, in the NBA. Yeah, so I, I mean, now that he's the head coach, he might actually have the power. Have you talked to him? No, I haven't talked to him. Oh, this is this should be big news. You should have brought this up quickly. Yeah, I, I should have. Um, so I guess I have to stop eating four to five big meals a day. I'm gonna cut it down. Uh, I'm gonna start exercising. 
maybe even go back in the gym and shoot a basketball for the next time oh, the Bucks have a roster spot open. Now you're getting a little crazy. You well, don't need to practice basketball. I guess you're right. I didn't, I didn't practice before that, that shoot-around little drill thing, and I was, I was en fuego. Yeah, so That true. is called stepping up when when your time is called right there. Absolutely, and that's what the Bucks need, you know? They need a scrappy point guard who is – how tall are you? Five? Um, legally – I am uh, well. It depends who's asking. If if a doctor or somebody legal is asking, I'm five eleven and five six officially. If a woman is asking, I'm six foot to six one. Depen- depen- <laughs> yeah. Depending on how hot that woman is. Because <laughs> you got the hotter they are, the taller you have to be, obviously. Yeah, I'm six six. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that girl must be hot. Cold just said he's six six. <laughs> Also, she's an idiot because she totally bought it. <laughs> yeah, she must not be very bright. Does she not know how, how like like measurements work? She's taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, she's 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 quite the idiot. But yeah, so uh, breaking news: Colton has a chance to go to the NBA. Yeah, I mean, at least the herd, at least the Wisconsin herd. you can definitely fill in as that scrappy backup point guard. Oh, I can be as scrappy as you want me to be. Third string point guard of the Bucks. Can you imagine if I was like on? I, I have to take over the towel waving. Me and Jet are gonna be on the bench going nuts. I'm gonna pump everyone up in like the first quarter. People are gonna be livid the whole yeah, time. Yeah, you and DJ Wilson. DJ Wilson's bench game is that guy's so bad. <laughs> our first round draft pick this year, the Bucks first round, 14th overall was uh, yes. DJ Wilson from Michigan, yes. and he's been terrible. But man, if you look at him on the bench, he's got two things. Some of the worst hair I've ever seen, but it's also some of the best hair. It's just hilarious. And he is the number one most emotional guy on the bench anytime anyone dunks the ball. Like Giannis will literally just stand under the hoop and dunk it. And uh, DJ Wilson's on his top of his chair. So check that out. It's one of the <laughs> yeah, best give parts. that a look. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's all we got for the NBA. But we can move on to the NFL because a big trade um has i think matched the nba's trade alex smith has been traded uh from the chiefs to the redskins and uh it was for a third round pick and an unnamed player they can't officially announce it because the offseason starts in march but the report is the trade is happening and alex smith is signing a four-year extension for an average of 23 and a half million a year um kirk cousins days in washington are over Thoughts, yes. Jake? Go. I, it's interesting. It's definitely exciting. I mean, the Redskins uh, clearly burnt their bridges with Kirk Cousins. I think it's a backwards move, personally. I think Kirk Cousins is better than Alex Smith. I just don't think they were going to ever get to sign Kirk Cousins because, you know, they toyed with him for so long with that franchise tag. And by toyed with him, I mean paid him tens of millions of dollars. But still. They, you know, so now we get to find out where Kirk Cousins goes. But I think the Redskins move backwards at their quarterback slightly. I think Alex Smith is very serviceable, but uh, I think Kirk Cousins is a little better. So I, I don't see the Redskins uh, being very good for the next five years, just because they're not moving anywhere. Yeah, Alex Smith is worse, but he's not that much worse. And no. the, the franchise tag would have given Cousins like thirty-two million or something like that. Thirty-four, I think. Yes, and. This, and Cousins said he wants to be paid annually the highest paid player in football. So he's obviously not worth that. I think this move is decent. Um, well, the highest paid fo- player in football right now is Matthew Stafford. And I think Cousins is just like maybe a step or two behind Stafford. Give me Stafford but, all day. I love Stafford. Love oh, him. I love me some Stafford too. He's the comeback king. So I think Stafford deserves it. But I don't think, you know, I, I think Cousins deserves just below that. He, he's a franchise quarterback, so. So well, my my prediction for Kirk Cousins is going to be the Miami Dolphins. Ooh, my dad wants that to happen Miami. so bad, and I'm going to ride my dad's wave. <laughs> That's interesting. I'm going to go with the Broncos. <laughs> yeah, that that makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so and there's also the Jags that people are talking about. Someone might land. He could also go to the Vikings, which would be that'd be interesting. You know, like, Cut ties with all three of their quarterbacks, bringing Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't like it because I don't like the Vikings, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm a big Captain Kirk fan. He's going to look good in Miami Teal. Me too. And I want to see, maybe Miami. I'd like to see him in Denver because they have a couple of good receivers 
and a good defense. So I'd like to let Kirk Yeah, but Adam Gase is a quarterback whisperer. He had a good year once with Jay Cutler once. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> I, I did. And uh, I, I'm a fan of it. I like Adam Gase, and I got to like the Dolphins. Your dad loves them. So. Yeah, my dad is a huge Dolphins fan. Also, my dad is ridiculous. But in, <laughs> yeah. in like the best way possible. So Two things he loves, John Wall and the Dolphins. Oh, he hates John Wall. Hates him. <laughs> but uh, speaking of someone else my dad hates, two people, three people. Um, <laughs> three, three of my dad's least favorite people are Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and Gronk. Um Obviously, Brady and, and Belichick aren't relevant. Gronk is still in con- uh, concussion protocol, might not play the Super Bowl. My dad once compared him to the ugliest dog that you want to kick off of a bridge. And that's coming from a guy who's never seen the movie Anchorman. <laughs> so that was just, you know, right that's, off the top of That was just head. straight from his heart. True emotion there. But, yeah, well, so if, if Gronk doesn't play, do you think that changes – your perception of the Patriots for the Super Bowl, or do you think it's just no big deal and the Eagles still have no chance? <laughs> See, I think the Eagles have a chance with Gronk because I, I just like the Eagles a lot, and I still subscribe to the idea that the Patriots like to take away your number one weapon, and the Eagles don't have a number one weapon. They have four number one weapons. So True. I, th- I think the Eagles have a cool chance, a good chance, but if Gronk's out, I know it sounds dumb to say this, but I don't think it really affects the game that much because, it, you know, Bill Belichick is a, and Tom Brady are geniuses. They're going to figure out how to move the ball. You know, it, it will end up costing the Patriots maybe in the red zone, but uh, I, I think he ends up playing. So I'm not too worried about it. I've seen some stats about Tom Brady, and it still just blows my mind. It was something like Kurt Warner – it has the highest completion percentage of any quarterback in the Hall of Fame. And mm-hmm. it's like it's like 67% for his career. Tom Brady has been to like 75% of the AFC championships in his career. So there's a better chance that Tom Brady <laughs> makes an AFC championship game than Kurt Warner completes a pass. <laughs> that is, that's a really good stat. That's funny. There's also but, another one um, where it was like um, the oh, – I, I can't remember. Again, well, anyway, the whole basis of it is – Tom Brady's been to eight Super Bowls in 16 years. Do you know how (laughs) incredible that is? That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So zero chance. I I still give the Eagles a 0% chance. I think, I don't know. I just. They've been to eight Super Bowls, but he's only won five. So it's not like. Five of seven is solid with two amazing Hail Mary type throws and catches. Yeah, true. But, you know, they could have lost last year's. But uh, They could have lost you know, last they, year's, and they could have lost their first the year round. before. Yeah, the, the Seahawks won. They and, lost and the Seahawks won. They could yeah. easily have, what, five losses. Yeah, he could, he could be like the LeBron James where all he ever does is lose Super Bowls. But the stupid Pete Carroll and then uh, Kyle Shanahan blew it. That's so frustrating. Wouldn't that be nice to talk about Tom Brady? You're like, yeah, he's been to eight, but he only he's won three of them. That would be nice. <laughs> That'd be way better than it is now. <laughs> but now we have to just, you know, constantly talk about how good he is because, damn it, he's so good. Well, all I know is I'm going to put a decent, a pretty high amount of money on the Patriots because your boy is gambling again. <laughs> oh, it's brutal. It's a brutal life out there. But you know what? That's all we got for the NFL. Uh, we can kick it over to Major League Baseball. Some even call it the MLB. For sure, yes. And me being a Cubs fan, I am still not worried at all about the Milwaukee Brewers. Two big moves made by by the Brewers. That you're not worried. I'm not worried. Um, so the Let's Brewers strengthened their outfield, traded for Christian Yelich, signed Lorenzo Cain. Outfield looking pretty solid. Lineup is looking really good. Um, the trade for Christian Yelich. Luis Brinson and Monte Harrison, both top 100 prospects. Brinson's a top 20 prospect, right? Uh, I think he's number 27 in MLB. I think he's top 20 in the other one. But he was actually playing a little – he got up to the majors last year. So he was their future center fielder. But um, But I'm a huge Christian Yelich fan. Love Christian Yelich. And you know what's interesting? I I absolutely love it. I wanted the White Sox to get Christian Yelich. I wanted the Cubs to get him. Yeah, everyone wants Christian Yelich, but um, some people might say, oh, the Brewers gave up a lot of prospects here because Brinson's really good, and he's going to be the Marlins' starting center fielder, more than likely. 
but they took all of the risk out of your prospects are such risky, you know, endeavors. I know we have a, a lot of Cubs fans who listen, so they might be tainted to think, oh, everyone we bring up seems to be good. Yeah, what the Cubs works. did is never going to happen ever again. That oh, was just – Cubs like a, are never going to get that many position players. That was like an know. 85% hit rate. That's yeah, huge. on all position players, which I don't know. I'm tainted as a White Sox fan because we bring up a ton of pitching prospects. So I think pitching prospects are easier, but Cubs are literally the exact opposite, and they can't find a pitching prospect to save their life. But I'm just saying the Brewers took out all of the risk of Brinson being a bust and just got exactly what you they could hope, uh, exactly what they could hope he could be. You know, everything they wanted Brinson to be, that's what Yelich is right now. And Correct. I saw they charted his uh, hits from last year. And he had 18 home runs. Do you know how many? Want to take a guess how many he would have had if he was in Miller Park? 74. 34. <laughs> so you were just off there by 40. But uh, yeah, 34 dingers because uh, Miller Park loves lefties and the Marlins' ugly park hates lefties. So uh, good news for Yelich. The weird thing is, is that this was the Brewers. If you had to say what what are the Brewers? What's the Brewers' strength before these moves? You'd say, oh, they're outfield. Sausage race. <laughs> well, the sausage race and their outfield already with Ryan Braun, uh, Domingo Santana, Keon Broxton, and uh, uh, rookie Perez, who's also pretty good. So, um, yeah, they just add, now they have five good outfielders. And um, there's talk of Ryan Braun moving to first base, which is a little interesting. What do you think yes. of that? I like that move. Um, Ron might not like it, but then, like you said, they have a they have a totally crowded outfield, and mm. if you can get one of those bats back in there, like a Keon Broxton playing left, um, that just makes your lineup that much better. Because Bron's not a plus outfielder, is he? No, absolutely not. They don't actually don't have many plus outfielders. I think what I've heard is that uh, Yelich is going to play a lot of left and go into center when Lorenzo Cain takes breaks. And then uh, right field, they have Perez and Domingo Santana, who have both been rumored in trades for pitchers. Because See, they're okay, so that's the cool. thing. If they trade those guys for like a Chris Archer type player, that is when I'm going to start being worried. Because the reason I'm not worried as a Cubs fan is that the Brewers still don't have the pitching to put up another year. Like Because last year their pitching was solid enough to, to make that run. But, mm-hmm. but who knows if... They're, if if those guys are going to do that kind of season again, you know, I agree. I agree. If um, if they go get like a Chris Archer or you Darvish, or yeah, if they sign Darvish or Arietta and then still trade for Archer, I'm going to be terrified. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be shit in my pants. Ace, if they had one of the aces of this off season, then their pitching staff is already adequate enough to make a to make the playoffs. So. You know, they, right now they definitely have a hole in their, holes in their rotation and their bullpen. But they tried to sure that up today by signing my my boy Fat Matt Albers. His name is not Fat; that's a nickname. So there's there's quotations around it. Yeah, because he's a little he's a little larger. Former White Sox. Um, he's an awesome dude, and I remember him on the White Sox. He made a few nice diving plays. Everyone would go crazy because he is. Rather large, you know. He I don't is, like body shame. Yeah, he like he's. I think he's big enough where if you are on a crowded subway or pu- uh, public transportation, it's inconvenient for the people around him how large he is. Yeah, and this is a professional athlete. But he's you know, paid he's, money to be an athlete. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like he's paid money to stay in shape because you can pitch, you can be as fat as you want and be a good pitcher. Shout I mean, out to Bartolo Colon and CC Sabathia. And, and uh, uh, many guys before them. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I mean, you, we've you, done a MySpace top eight of fat athletes, haven't we? Yeah, we have, absolutely have. Yeah, so you go check that out, fans. Yeah, that is <laughs> but, one of our uh, reoccurring yeah, segments. Tried to stir it up. Uh, they're still aggressively. I'm getting uh, reports from John Heyman that you they're are still very aggressive <laughs> for Darvish. You are personally getting getting those reports. Yeah, he he texts me. He tweets. It and then I read the tweet, but it's basically like he's texting me, you know. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, yeah, it is. It is on your phone. Uh huh. It comes right to my phone whenever I just look at Twitter and look up it, what he said. Um, 
But yeah, he, he they're still heavily into Darvish, and it makes sense because they didn't spend that much money. First of all, Yelich has a beautiful contract. He's making like $7 million a year. And then they just signed Lorenzo Cain. I believe it was five years, $80 million. Correct. So um, that's that's not that bad. You know, they can they were already, I think, the second lowest payroll in baseball last year. Yeah, so. yeah, they were they were pretty low, and I think they definitely have enough for one more big contract like that. But like I said, until it happens, I'm not going to be scared of these little pesky brewers. Just just stay <laughs> up here, go to uh, Wrigley Field North. And are you also worried about uh, the Cardinals? Though I mean, I don't are care you about mad the, at the Marlins at all. <laughs> are you I mad at the Marlins for absolutely stocking. The NL Central again, because <laughs> yeah. you didn't know the the Marlins got or the uh, Cardinals got Marcelo Zuna from the uh, Marlins, so that's that's a big move. Marcelo Zuna is like a top fifty player. Marcelo Zuna should have gotten MVP votes last year. He was so damn good. Yeah, if you, if you yeah, just go look at his stats and you'll be blown away. I mean, I think he's the real deal. So. Brewers and Cardinals are not just handing the division to the Cubs this year. They're both going for it. I think the Cardinals' magic, obviously knock on, knock on wood, <laughs> I think it's over. It's got to be over, right? You're not going to get you, any more Matt Fat Adam, Fat Matt Adams. I just came up with that. Not Fat Matt Adams. <laughs> Matt Adams, Matt Carpenter coming up and just being an all-star. These Hello, people, Randall Gritchick. Randall Gritchick. They, they, they're going to keep doing it, Colton. It, it's going to keep happening. It's just whether or not you guys can just be better than them. You know, they're going to... We're so much gonna, better than them. The Cubs are so much better than the Cardinals. It's not even... On paper. <laughs> yes, on paper and now, like, in real life. It's very nice. Yeah, finally. But, uh, you know, the Cardinals could definitely sneak back as soon as... You know, they still got Molina. And I've heard He's they done. have a... Molina's like, done. Pros- yeah, but they have a really, like, a, a catching prospect who's, like, the best fielding catcher in cool. a long time. Cool. <laughs> BFD. Just, yeah. I'm not scared of you, Cardinals. They're going to pull up and go from Yadier Molina to this guy named Carson Kelly and not even skip a beat. Yadier so. Molina, I know you're listening. Not scared of you at all, man. <laughs> I love Yadier Molina. No, I don't at all. I hate that guy. He sucks. He's overrated. <laughs> he's no, oh, I mean, now I would say because he's really old. But he, he was... One of the best catchers in the league for a long time. Dunzo Picunzo. How about that? <laughs> you heard it here first, Yachty. Yes. Yeah. Quote me on that. I don't. I don't give a shit, Yachty. Go on the show and debate whether you are a good baseball player. With yeah. <laughs> yeah. Debate with me, <laughs> Yachty or Molina. Oh man, I will rip you to pieces. That's what yeah. I would do. He has no facts to back up that he's good. None. And then yeah, and I would just school him. He's honestly he. <laughs> I think right away he was ready to like give me a call, but then as he kept hearing me right now, he's like, "Dang, Colton will like rip me to pieces." Yeah, he are, he had your number like already typed in, but then well, he I'm actually seven on his uh, speed dial. He still he still has a speed dial because he's an idiot. <laughs> you hear me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, here. We're talking ass. mad shit about Yachty. Stupid ass, bitch ass. Uh, Yachty here, Molina having ass, dumb, no more arm having ass. Got him. There's no way he doesn't come on this show. His whole reputation is just tarnished until he rebuttals. He might retire. <laughs> yeah, just from, yeah, well, his reputation is shot. You are. Um, any other baseball news? Um, nope. Oh, the Indians are abandoning Chief Wahoo, their logo. Yes. The Indians had Chief Wahoo's his name, and they are no longer going to have that. Yes. Uh, you know, it's going to be very cool in 10 years when I can, you know, show, or 20 years, I show my kids, hey, they had a picture of an Indian as their logo. They're like, are you kidding me? It's, like, yeah, there's a football team named the Redskins. <laughs> that was real. Yikes. The thing so is, gonna... I think I think the logo itself, Chief Wahoo, is a cool logo. I mean, I've always me been too. a big fan of it. But it's super racist. Get it out. Yeah, I totally understand. <laughs> you know, I totally – it's very cool. And I'm, I'm probably going to buy a hat this year with the logo on it because I think they're using it this year. Well, no, you can still buy merchandise. They're just not using it on, on field. Yeah, they're going to the, stop selling merchandise, though, I believe, at some point. It's, so, it's like, it, it's like it, 2022 because, like, they have a trademark for a certain amount for, for merchandise. Uh, so I got a few years, but I'm going to want to stock up on some cheap Wahoo gear. Because in a long time, that's going to be very cool and yeah. very trendy. 
Yeah. So, um, <laughs> and just so everyone knows, knows we think it's cool, but we are an anti-Chief Wahoo, anti-Redskins name podcast. Yeah, I guess I guess so. I mean, I just I think that there's a football team named the Redskins is absolutely hilarious to me. I mean, yes, it's racist, but at this point, like they're they're the wash they're in Washington D.C. Oh, oh my God! I don't know if you just heard my cough attack. That was nuts. I couldn't hear it. I saw you. You know, I thought that was the end. Oh man, that would have been brutal. Like who'd have edited the episode if I died? Wooey! All right, I'm back. Oh, oh uh, you want to touch quick on the Baseball Hall of Fame. Who made it? we got Jim Tomei, Vladimir Guerrero, Chipper Jones, and Trevor Hoffman. Uh, one quick thing I wanted to say about that. Vladimir Guerrero is choosing to be wear an Angels hat in the Hall of Fame, which is interesting. Uh, my dad was hoping he would be an expo because, you know. My he, dad also hoped that. I think that's just a dad thing. Well, I think he was a better as an expo, but what he won, I told he won MVP dad, for the Angels. I don't know. Um, well, I'm going to look up his career, but my the whole reason he chose it was first of all, um, he's the first player to wear an Angels hat in the Hall of Fame. So, our, right there, I would choose the Angels. And second of all, now he can go to Angel or you know the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim's media days and stuff you know you go to cubs fest or Sox fest you see all the old players you know where's vladimir guerrero gonna go if he's got an expos hat on so you uh, think he chose this so he can go to angels fest no i mean it is good for marketing people a lot of players who don't have much money that's how they make their money you know like old cubs players they need cubs fest because they make a lot of money there and they, and they also have, make a lot of money coming on live, and they own five. Shout out to Fergie Jenkins. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, I think Fergie's doing fine. He's got his books and whatnot. But um, I'm just saying, you know, you can stay not just so much as, like, Sox Fest, but also what if he's a, you know, he, you can just stay in the organization, be a scout. There be an no, ambassador. Yeah, there is no Expos organization anymore. It's not like the Nationals would, you know, uh, adopt him. <laughs> So I think he just wanted to stay in an actual organization, and he can be the first, uh, first angel to ever go in the Hall of Fame. So it makes sense. It, it does make sense, and I think um, we were the ones to break it because two weeks ago when the ballot came up, we voted, and Vladimir Guerrero was a guarantee from us, or at least from yeah. me. So oh you're... no, Vlad, Mad Vlad was definitely for us. But it's funny because Vladimir Guerrero is not as good as. Barry Bonds, and uh, Jim Tomei's numbers aren't as good as Mark McGuire's. So it's kind of funny that those two got in, you know, right over the, their steroid counterparts. Politics, man. Frickin' politics. Yeah. <coughs> God. God damn. This choking. That was, that was nuts. That cough attack. But. Yeah. All right. I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Back to baseball. <laughs> um. I approve of all of these. The only one I wish that got in was Edgar Martinez. I don't get how it's taken him so long. He's got one more year left on his thing. He might not even make it. It's because he's a DH, you know. It's they just disrespect him. But well, Tommy was a DH forever. Yeah, he played more for a lot more first base though than Edgar was like a DH from the jump. He didn't get old and become a DH. So, you know, they they look down at him for that, which I think is crap. He's one of the greatest hitters of all time. You know, I also think all the steroid users should obviously get in. I mean... I am so down for that because if you have a thing that is just frowned upon and not technically illegal and everyone does it, or like 90% of people do it, there's going to be way too many people coming up in the, in these next few years that you have to keep out. And you already let people like Mike Piazza and Pudge Rodriguez go in. Yeah, and uh, you know what's funny is we <clears throat> like to never like think about the past guys, but uh, old Charlie Hustle... What do you think was the hustle in Charlie Hustle? It was speed. All the guys back in the day were taking speed. Willie Mays Hayes didn't miss a game for like how long? It's because he was on drug. You know, I mean. You mean like, Willie Mays? <laughs> yeah, it's not Willie. Yeah, <laughs> Willie Mays. I mean, it's like there's documentaries on it. These guys were taking speed because you know. Uh, well, even even if it's steroids, Mike Piazza has an has an autobiography that he. Like, co-wrote himself, and he flat out says, I took steroids. Yes. 
in Absolutely. in in his own biography. So I mean, it, it's a yes, I agree. And all these guys from back in the day were doing stuff that you know they didn't have steroids, but if they did, they would have been doing them. You know, people exactly. are always going to be taking a, some performance enhancer. You know, the only the one were, as a Cubs fan that I know did not take steroids is Sammy Sosa because he doesn't speak English. And he didn't, and he wasn't able to buy him. So Sammy to the hall. You know, do you do you still like Sammy Sosa? Because you know he's not invited to Cubs Fest. And, yeah, no, uh, he's no, he's he's like not on good terms at all with the team. Yeah, did you hear what the guy, uh, what was it, Reinsdorf said? No, he said he he wants him to come out and explain his mistakes. Reinsdorf and, said this from the Sox. No, no, uh, the Cubs guy. Sorry, uh, Theo. Theo, no, no, the Theo. owner, <laughs> Ricketts. Ricketts, yes. Tom Rickett, that's it, came out and was like, uh, yeah, I want him to explain his mistakes. And Okay, you're not going to get a grown man to come out and explain why he did steroids and corked his bat and did all these things. He did it because he saved baseball. Yeah, He did it because he put the Cubs back on the map after a long time of being shitty. The Cubs had good players, and they were popular, but Sammy Sosa was like the guy who brought him back to the playoffs, who gave them numbers. And people were going yeah, nuts. It was a strike. It was right after the strike and the home run race between yeah. him and McGuire. The 94 State strike almost stupid. ruined baseball. And uh, attendance numbers were just plummeting. And then all of a sudden, Sosa, McGuire, and Griffey went off in 98. And then Griffey fell off. He still hit like 50 home runs. And Sosa and McGuire, basically, they were front page news every single day in baseball, which is so hard to do. Yeah. Put them yeah, in. Absolutely. I agree. Put so, him in, put McGuire in, put Bonds in, put Clemens in. I think of the Ricketts, but I think it's also just a front. And the reason they actually don't want him around the organization is because he's an asshole. Nobody really likes him anymore. I mean, he's been – he's well, had bad white. quotes. He's, he's tur- he looks weird, first of all. And nobody – everyone talks about what an asshole he is. So they just – I don't, just don't think they want him around. So they're making the excuse like, oh, it's because he did steroids and all this. But I really, I just think they don't want him around. So, and that's fine. Just say that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I've never met him, but I was obviously I idolized him growing up, and I do wish that he was part. I wanted him to throw out a pitch in the World Series so bad. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even close to happening. Though. No, it really wasn't. I wanted him or Bartman. If if Steve Bartman came out in Game Five of the World Series, would that place not have literally erupted like? Like a volcano, I would hope so. I mean, I think it would have. I think that would have been absolutely amazing. That's why you should be on the Cubs media team, Colton. That's if, genius. If like Tom Ricketts came out and said, "This is a guy that has gone through a lot in his life because of our organization," and he oh, has been, you can't, you can't. No, this next World Series, you could not, you could not have brought him out there. No, yeah, that makes sense. blow the World if, Series. If they, because Game 5 was a elimination game, too, so... <laughs> yeah, no, you could not have done that. That would have been, <laughs> been so cool in, in uh, retrospect, but I, I agree you can't do it. You yeah, can't. absolutely. Next, if they make the World Series, if they ever make the World Series again, while well, Bartman's alive. <laughs> that's Honestly, I don't even know if, if he is alive right now. He could be dead for all we know. <laughs> True, I, I didn't do any research for this either. No, I mean, like, he's technically, like, considered alive, but, like, who knows? Who really knows? Yeah. But, um... It'd be Steve Bartman. Well, I guess that's all we have uh, for sports. Um, you want to move on to the important stuff? Absolutely. All right. So here's a new segment that we're going to do every week for you guys here listening. It's going to be the hypothetical of the week. And... Yeah. Jake, uh, are you ready for the for the hypothetical uh, situation for this week? Yes. Okay. Here we go. This is big. Would you take ten million dollars for the rest of your life, but there's always a snail trying to get you, and if you're ever touched by the snail, you will die instantly. It's coming for you at all times, but it's still at the speed of a snail. So you could go to a different country and just forget about it altogether, but eventually it's gonna show up. So, so if you uh, really think about it, say it starts at work and then you go home, you'd be safe for the night, but when you come back to work, you have to be careful because he's going to be at work. And the $10 million comes with immortality and the snail is also immortal as well. So I guess, uh, I, well, not immortal, yeah. 
not like total like live forever. Let's just say you're gonna live a healthy life until you want to die. Oh, okay. But see, that's a big part. I was gonna say because that last line, immortal. I don't know that I even want to be immortal. You know, I. I mean, if you're if you're gonna age the whole time, that would suck. But like, that would you, suck. Yeah. Because like, say like, when does your age end? Well, then I just let the snail touch me at that point. You know, because that True. sounds like a quick death. Because ten million when you're like ten million and getting it now when you're twenty three, and then when you're like ninety nine years old. You're not going to still have a $10 million. Yeah. I, no, I agree. Well, I mean, maybe, you're hoping you could leave some for your kids, but, you know, you'd outlive your kids, so you wouldn't leave them any of the money. True. So, I, All right, so let's, let's not say immortal. Forward? Let's just say until you can – so you live until you want to die. Let's, yeah, okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, I'm taking the money. <laughs> you've seen <laughs> yeah. the movie It Follows. Uh, that that's like a way scarier version of this. And the whole time I was just thinking, well, yeah, I would just move to Europe or something, you know? But, um, because yeah, the thing I, is, if you, if you move to Europe or you get on a plane and go somewhere else, what if the snail gets on, like somehow gets on that plane? Think about oh, that. Think about oh, flying uh, to Europe, but the snail is on the plane. Okay. And you can't kill the snail. Obviously, you cannot right? kill the snail. Can't squish it. No. Or if you squish it, you die because it, it touches and, you. And can other people see the snail? I think it should be no. Okay. If the answer is no, that makes it totally different than what I had in my head. Because if the answer is yes, I'm going to hire somebody to just follow the snail at all times. Yes. And then I'm going to get like one of those like push-to-talk, Nextel um, construction phones from like 2004. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have push to talk, and I'm always going to be in communication with this guy. And he's going to always know where the snail is. That That's smart. <laughs> the, the ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Um, see, I think it's better, the scenario is better if they can't see it. Because then okay. if you're on the plane with a snail, you can just be like, oh, I'm really allergic to that snail. It cannot touch me. Everyone help. You know, but if, if people How many people do you it, think are going to help a random dude who say he's, he's allergic to a snail on a plane? Well, someone would pick up the snail. You know, a flight attendant would just pick up the snail True. and put it in a box or something. So I'm thinking it can't be touched. It can't be seen by other people. Okay, I but like it's that. it's just crawling towards you. You know, so on that plane, you would look like a psycho. You'd be running around. True. Like, because here's, here are some things that I've heard from other people is that they say that they're going to somehow get somebody to capture the snail, freeze it so it doesn't die, and then throw it somewhere where it like, can't get out or something like that. But uh-huh. I like yours, where the only person that can see it is you. Yeah, because that because then you're either a crazy person, or you know, or you're just moving all the time. So yeah, I like that. And then and I'm if that's, taking the money though. So say you can't. So say you are the only one who can see it, and you move to Europe, and you mm-hmm. spend like five years there. You you feel it out. You get a job. You meet a woman. You're on a date after like. After like two years of, of dating, and like you have never told her ab- about this snail or anything, what I like to picture in my head is that the snail is very self-aware, and it knows <laughs> that it's going to fucking toy with you. So you're like sitting at dinner, like five, six years after you leave, you haven't thought about it in like weeks. All of a sudden, you look across the table at the girl that you're on a date with, and the snail is crawling right at, like right over her shoulder, and then just stops and like stares at you. And then crawls backwards, and you just have, like you have to either play it cool to either impress the girl, or you just have to get the fuck out of there. See, you got that kind of ruins your life like that. You can't really settle down, but you know, yeah. I, I think I would just take the life of being like a a young rich, not young for long, but you know, a rich bachelor, I guess. You know, or I explain to my wife, "Hey, there's a snail." <laughs> You won't see him, but oh my god, if I touch, if he touches me, I'm gonna die. And if she asks, if she's like, "That's bullshit," I'll be like, "Well, where do you think I got this ten million dollars from?" Yeah, true. Okay, so say say you don't fall in love with somebody, but you like like him a lot, and it's like your third or fourth date. Are you gonna like? What are you gonna say when she asks how you got your money? Oh, that's gonna be. Are you gonna go right into the snail conversation, or are you going to go into it's like a huge lie? See, by then I'm going to hope I'd made my own money by investing so I can just say, oh, I've invested th- into things. So you would <laughs> yeah. risk investing and just losing a bunch of it and then having the snail after you forever? you got to be vague about it. I'll just say I bought Bitcoin. <laughs> God, yeah. that 
Speaking okay. of Bitcoin, did you see P. Diddy forgot that he had $6 million in Bitcoin laying around? Was it, Yeah, and then I also saw 50 Cent did that too. Oh, what are, didn't I say 50? <laughs> what yeah, did I say? You said P. Diddy. Just two oh, white dudes being Fitty. white dudes right now. <laughs> no, I meant Fitty. Yeah, he he um, allowed people to buy his, his album with Bitcoin, like in like 2013. <laughs> Man, those people regret that so much. Because <laughs> his album fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i want to know one of the people who have it if they still have the album and said i basically paid like like thirty thousand dollars for this album because yeah he said like 10 people bought it for like five bitcoin each or something like that that's a lot of money bitcoin oh my god so <laughs> that's well, great there were, there's also the stories of like a guy back in like 2011, but like when Bitcoin first, or like whatever year Bitcoin started, he had like 15 Bitcoin that he exchanged for a pizza. That was the first ever exchange of Bitcoin, I believe. Uh, the first ever exchange was a pizza bought for like 15 Bitcoin. Yikes. But Yikers. You, know, you know what I like to think is that probably all the people in that exchange had have a few Bitcoin still laying around, you know? You, you <laughs> gotta hope so, together. for their sake. You have to hope so. Yeah, I, mean, I don't I mean, even know what what is Bitcoin at right now. I don't even know because I know it, it dropped a little bit. Yeah, that's right, a, that's is, a good question, wasn't it? At like I don't know, ten grand or something. It was at like thirteen for a little bit. This and is it's at nine thousand eight hundred and ten dollars. Yikes! So just under ten k. Yeah, that is uh, that is that's still tough to swallow if you if you buy a fifty cent album that you don't like. <laughs> yeah that's really funny yikers oh boy yeah well, that's our uh cryptocurrency section of the week yes we're looking for all of our crypto advice yes uh my advice is to buy all the rap albums you can with all the cryptocurrency you have <laughs> yeah i bet you you get a 50 cent album for like 0.0001 percent of a bitcoin now <laughs> 0.001 percent so that's one thousand. All right, I'm I'm doing some math here. One. So let's just round it up to ten thousand. Nine point seven dollars. <laughs> yeah, you could absolutely get a fifty cent album for nine point seven dollars. I'm sure you could find one somewhere. Yeah, a ten dollar rack, five dollar. You could probably get two. You know, I mean, the same album he sold is probably pretty cheap nowadays. All right, yeah. Uh, Jake, you talk while I look this up. Go. What are you looking up? Crypto? Uh, the album that that uh, that was bought. Ah, uh, you know, with fifty cents. You know, fifty cent. He, fifty I cent. Said he, you know, has he changed his name lately? Because I feel like he no. has. No, that's 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 P Diddy, the guy that you thought was fifty cent. Because we're two white dudes. Yeah, the first thing that comes up when you Google fifty cent now is Bitcoin. Yeah, he. <laughs> Okay, so um, he owns some Bitcoin. It's funny how I got it. I was paid for a speaking gig in in Bitcoin. That was back when the digital currency was worth about five hundred. So that gig ended up being worth two million dollars. Good lord! Shit! <laughs> I bet that whoever booked him was regretted that. Yikers! Oh, that is brutal. Jesus Christ, the the Winkle made... the Winklevoss twins. I don't know why I haven't done any any Bitcoin research. The Winklevoss twins bought eleven million dollars of cryptocurrency in twenty thirteen, and now they're billionaires with a B, as well, in the second letter of the alphabet. Why didn't we do that? Oh wait, I never had eleven million. Oh, here we go. Fifty Cent accepted Bitcoin as a former pavement back when it was about six hundred and sixty dollars. Um. Where is oh, he? So it was still a lot. Yeah, this is where he had. I forgot. Uh, he did that. And, you know, that was worth eight million. Jeepers creepers! Where'd you get those peepers, P? That's pretty nuts. That is brutal. Be smart. Position yourself to get rich for making big plays on sure things. That's what he. That was his advice. <laughs> I I take all of Fifty Cent's advice. That's good stuff. I, I was basically raised on Candy Shop. So. Oh, 
So it was a candy shop and then some chingy Holiday Inn. That's that. That's what made me today. That's what made the man we are today. Yes, We're thank you. All chingy. Yeah, thanks, chingy. <laughs> well, Jake, that that may uh, conclude episode thirty-two. Um, what do you got for final thought? Uh, Go. For my last thing, uh, what have I been watching? I just started watching Silicon Valley. We always Ooh, like that. How do you like it? We're watching. It's funny. It's really awkward humor, and I love super it. Super dry, super awkward humor. Yeah, and I, I just finished season one tonight, and it got me pretty emotionally invested. I was okay. really rooting for Pied Piper to do well. Yes, Pied Piper has a lot ahead of them. I think it was like the Wyman scale or something. I don't know. Some coding shit I don't know about. And I Tabs over spaces. Like, I literally started cheering when they did it. I was like, yes, yes. And, you know, so that's a good show right there. And, okay. Uh, that was season one. That's How solid. about you? Um, you know, I'm still finishing up Black Mirror. I have two um, episodes left. Great show. You have to watch it. And, <laughs> but you can't binge it. That's the thing. It's, it's very dark. Not a lot of good things happen. So you can't watch over and over and over. So I'm rewatching Parks and Rec. And once I finish Black Mirror, I'm going to, I am officially stating this right now. I'm hopping on Peaky Blinders. Okay. I've heard that. It's pretty good. Oh, people are saying it's it, it's it's the best show outside of Game of Thrones on TV right now or on streaming or anything. Oh, that's that's intense. Have you heard uh, that Game of Thrones is supposed to be released in April now? Yep, 2019. That's pump. I'm pumped for that. <laughs> also, um, Arya is going to be a bridesmaid in Sansa's wedding in real life to Joe Jonas. Also exciting. <laughs> I saw some uh, memes that were, uh, if you don't think little uh, Joe Jonas is just Littlefinger's son trying to get with Arya, then you're blind for Ooh. Sansa. Ooh. And if you look at uh, the actor and Joe Jonas next to each other. No, are, are they similar? It's very, yeah. It's Damn hilarious. it, that's going to ruin Joe Jonas for me. <laughs> oh, no, nothing can ruin Joe Jonas. Come on. That's true, Come DNCE. Yeah. Like me and Jake always say, DNCE is so good that we would take a punch in the face for him. I, I absolutely would take a punch in the face to see a DNC down uh, down with Summerfest. For those of you who don't know, go watch our Summerfest or go listen to our Summerfest sucks episode. It's a lot of angst. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, down with Summerfest, and uh, nothing beats getting punched in the face at a Joe Jonas concert, and then having to listen to the concert from outside. Of it. <laughs> yeah, that was a great night. God damn it. Uh, I'll send you the meme of uh, the Joe Jonas one. You could tweet it out on our Twitter if you want. Our Twitter is at backup. Oh, God. <coughs> I'll cut that in post. <laughs> All right. Our Twitter is at backup QB underscore blog. Go to Facebook. Look us up at uh, backup quarterback. Give us a like. Follow us. Do all that good stuff. Go to YouTube. We have a few videos up there. Backup quarterback. Search C-O-L-T-O-N after that. That's my name, Colton. It's probably easier to find that. Or or just go to channels. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. It is on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Uh, go to SoundCloud if you don't have either of those. Or listen to 12-ounce radio from 4 to 5 Central, 5 to 6 Eastern. That is PM, folks. Past midday. Um, let's see, Jake. What else you got? Uh, I don't have much. Uh, the NFL Pro Bowl was terrible. Uh, if you didn't see it, good for you. All right, that was hot. That was a, that was a hot ending. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got I got nothing else. Cool. Oh God! You just sent me this. this. Joe Jonas does look like Littlefinger. <laughs> He's Golly. got his mustache going. Oh, it's not a good look. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'd say a mustache is not a good look on 85% of men So For my friend Adam, Adam Schuler, if you're listening, you look great in your mustache, don't shave it Yeah, I mean, he might be part of that 15% But I, I just know that both of us, if we could grow mustaches, they would be terrible looking. I can't, I can't even come close to a mustache The middle of my, like the middle of the mustache doesn't grow, it's just bare <laughs> That would be kind of funny though, you know, you could start a new look I can't grow a mustache either. For some reason, my upper lip is grows zero hair. So, All right. Well, that is episode 32 of Live from the 815. Thanks for listening. I hope everybody who uh, is a consistent listener of 
12-ounce sports radio enjoys it. Thank you for joining us, and peace in the Middle East. Always buckle your seatbelt. And that's all I got. (laughs) I'm on the beat of the dawn running.